this sense that we're in a time that is completely unknown to all of us. And we're really in a time unknown to humanity. And we could say that because it's a time that's unknown, that we don't know what to do, we don't know how to respond, it's completely unfamiliar. And we could also say that as Dharma practitioners, as people who are committed to being with the truth, who are committed to having our hearts be open and being willing to be in contact with the world, that we have the ground, we have the ingredients to meet whatever comes. Doesn't mean it's easy and it doesn't mean we know how to do it, but we have the ground. And as I talk with people and as I feel in myself, it's so clear that we're in a time that, and you're here at this with this title, so you too, no doubt, feel how we're in a time that feels quite um, poignant, profoundly disrupted, disruptive, challenging, that many of us have discovering as these days and years sort of as it piles up us an underlying sense of like, wow, things are not okay. This is the climate crisis is not okay. The level of environmental damage is not okay. And the patterns that have been with humanity for as long as we've been around, unfortunately, but of violence and uh, marginalization and the ways that we can not care for each other. Though those have been around, we seem to have more contact with it. It seems to be amplified, at least in our visual, the way we experience it. And I think it's all uh, amplified by the obvious environmental and climate crisis. And it's, you know, we wish we could say that it was going to be solved. But that's, I think, the underlying angst that we feel is that we know, no matter what, it this is the truth of what's here for some unknown amount of time. And it's not getting better. It's going to get worse. And it's, you know, in some ways, we're not supposed to say that, but we all say it and know it, you know, that even if things turn around, it's still going to get worse before it gets better. And we don't know what that looks like. We have no idea. And I think we all are carrying this truth. We feel it. And it's in our hearts. And we can feel the suffering of it. And it's hard. It's hard. And yet, this is what our practice is about. This is what our practice is about, is being willing and able 
to meet the difficulties, to meet suffering, ours and others. And this is perhaps on a scale that we haven't been taught or thought that we were being, that we were training for. And yet this is what's here. This is the truth of this moment in time. And when I notice, and that I'll come back to again and again, is there's this very interesting, almost two, almost like we live in two worlds. In one world, everybody here, you would not be able to be on this screen with taking this time if we didn't have basically good conditions. All of us have good conditions in our lives. Even if things are never perfect, but your conditions are good enough that you're fed and sheltered and have the resources to have a computer or a phone or something in front of you. And all of us, if we look around and pay attention, there is so much in our lives that is truly wonderful. And in fact, a lot of us are aware of that. And we know that we are living incredibly um, beautiful, incredibly beautiful conditions. And there's so much reason to for happiness and joy and delight. And then there's this other truth, equally true, that we look out and we realize we can see, you know, the effects of climate, either just the changes or in spite of these good conditions, you know, we've been driven out of our homes through fire or smoke or flood. We are aware of massive immigration, um, migration patterns because of climate change. We're aware of the ecological destruction and we don't see the animal dying outside our door, but we know that we're losing species every day. That, that we know that there's wars happening that probably also are um, related to all of this or to certainly to greed aversion and aversion. So I don't think I'm alone in feeling this strange um, two worlds feeling like, gosh, my personal world is so good. In the conditions, the way the Dharma has supported me, the ease and peace and calm in my own mind, and this much bigger reality that we are all very much part of. And sometimes in our practice, we don't know how do these two meet each other? How, how do we relate to both of these? Is this just, is this practice of Dharma just about the peace and calm and ease in my own mind? If I'm comfortable and happy, is that enough? But then we can feel 
that that's something about that doesn't feel right. That the goodness and the compassion and care in our hearts won't allow us to draw a line, to put up a wall between our own experience in our immediate environment and everything that's happening. So I'm starting this retreat by acknowledging that, really letting us feel this both and. And part of the intention that I bring to this is helping us all in this joining them together because this is what we have to do because this is the truth. In the Dharma, we're committed to being with the truth and this is the truth of it. And in some ways, this is why I mentioned at the beginning that many people here, most of you either have a little or a, a fair amount or a lot of experience because this retreat, though it might feel like it's talking about, oh, sort of the very mundane of the sort of the worldly dharmas and, you know, where's the talk about emptiness or sublime states? I'll say more about this later too, but this is the advanced dharma in my mind. This is in my experience that all the rest of it, all of our years of practice and sitting and cultivating peace of mind and cultivating stability, it's setting us up to be able to meet what's here. That's why I read that poem and especially that last line. Nothing has prepared us for this. Everything has prepared us for this. So before we move into a sit this morning, I'd like us to take the time just once again to form some connections, a little bit of sense of us being in this together. And also to give you an opportunity, we're going to go into breakout rooms and give you an opportunity to name what you're bringing. And perhaps my naming uh, so directly things will allow you to name what's here in your heart. Both the beauty and the delight that is here in this moment and the challenges that you face. And I didn't mention, but I always want to include the personal challenges, you know, that there is loss and health and difficulties and, you know, that 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 in this two part, it's not always that cut and dry. Sometimes what's here right here for us is also challenging and not to leave that out. But so I'd like to invite you to do is go into a little you know, You'll be sent off into a little room with others. And I encourage you to just, instead of doing a monologue, taking turns in a monologue, instead do a cyclonic is the word that's used, 
which is that you just name one thing that's here and present for you and where whatever the truth is for you in this moment. And, and then let the next person name something. And then you go around and then you go around multiple times. And one of the reasons, and that if somebody says something and it influences you, that's fine. That's the truth. And then maybe between you and your little group of five, you can start to have a sense of this complexity that we sit in the midst of, that it's not all one thing or another, that individually and collectively, the multidimensionality of experience. So, and you'll have about 12 minutes in the group. And um, it looks like Andrea, though, enjoyed connecting. So, um, what I'd like to do now is we're going to go into a set. And I want to say something about the first part of this day and this sit is that, as I mentioned, you know, we, we want to integrate and touch the whole. And the more stability and connection with our heart and steadiness we have, the more capacity we have. So beginning this retreat time and continuing beyond to keep cultivating our settledness of heart and mind and to cultivate the the willingness and the ability to take in the beauty and the goodness that is in us and all around us, that this is what makes it possible for us to take in the whole. And so the first part of today, I really want to encourage you and we're going to be orienting towards settling, towards uh, feeling your own heart towards kindness and we're going to come back around later towards the more inclusive aspect but it's important to first connect here and that isn't to exclude anything but it's to acknowledge what the uh, resourcing and the uh, internal connection we need so going ahead and finding your sitting posture. And if you'd like, if you're somebody familiar with this, if you've sat with me a lot and you'd like to start out lying down, if you're not familiar with it and want us to do it anyway, that's fine. But you could do the first part of this meditation as a lying down meditation. If that will help your system settle and relax more, it can be very supportive. So you don't need to worry about whether you're in the camera or not in the camera or in your lying down meditation, but you would need to just be comfortable enough and that uh, you can practice that way. And you're welcome to stay sitting up, whatever feels most supportive. I want to begin 
with a poem because this is really where we have to start, which is also from Rosemary Wittula Tromer called A Different Holding Pattern. If I am to hold the world in my heart, then let me hold it in the way leaves hold sunshine, trapping the energy not for the sake of holding it, but to transform it into nourishment. Though the process isn't simple, it's common. All around the globe, in every season, leaves hold and synthesize whatever the day gives them. On a day when the energy of the world seems too much to hold, let me bid my heart turn like a leaf to the sun and make sugar. The way Rilke turned grief into sonnets, the way Sibylleus turned war into song. So letting yourself feel your body sitting or lying. Feeling your contact with the ground. Letting the ground hold you. Feel the earth, the support of the earth, the hug of gravity pulling you towards her. Perhaps taking some deep breaths and on the exhale, letting the body soften. softening around the eyes. Softening in the heart center. And letting yourself briefly scan through the body, perhaps with an attitude of kindness or appreciation, realizing that there are parts of your body 
that may not perform so well or your whole body may be challenged at this time. But it still has served you well, has gotten you to this point, has allowed you to be here right now. So allowing your gratitude for this body to be here. Let it begin all the way down in your toes, feeling your toes. You might just have a gentle attitude of thank you. Thank you, toes. Thank you, feet. I feel you. Feeling the sensations in your ankles, perhaps just a soft energy. Perhaps stronger sensations where there's pressure or contact with the ground. Feeling your lower legs. Letting your attention drop as fully as possible into your body. Feeling your knees. Feeling your upper legs. Feeling inside, feeling the edges, feeling pressure, sensation. And perhaps as you sense them, perhaps there's additional relaxation that might come. Feeling the connection of your legs into your hip. Is there some relaxation that's possible there? And then feeling your lower torso, feeling the whole lower pelvis area, the base of your body, the perineum, feeling the pelvic bowl, this contact with the ground, whether you're sitting or lying down. Feeling into the central abdomen area in the front. And then feeling also 
all the way around to the back in front of the spine, coming up from the front of the sacrum, in front of the lower back. Letting yourself have a three-dimensional sense of your body. Letting the attention come up into the diaphragm area. And here, if you haven't keyed into it yet, the sense of the breath becomes very clear and letting yourself feel this part of your body as it's moved with the breath. Letting the attention flow up more into the entire lung area. Feeling the movement of breath in the front and the sides and in the back body. Letting the sense of the breath include the upper shoulder area. Letting the shoulders soften if you feel the breath here. Letting your attention flow down your arms feeling how they're positioned, how they contact the lap or the ground. This gentle attitude of appreciation, feeling your hands, Letting the attention flow up the neck. Feeling first then the outside of the head. Letting those muscles, the scalp, forehead, soften, the eyes. the jaw, 
And then maybe even letting, inviting the mind to soften, thanking the mind for all it does, inviting it to simply soften a bit. No reason to grab, nothing to accomplish in this moment. Letting your attention just come to the whole body as the breath comes and goes. And of course, you've had so many breaths and paid attention to so many breaths. Let's see if in this moment you can feel the blessing of the breath. The way each breath filled with the nourishment that the leaf from the sun has freed into oxygen. Feel the nourishment as it flows into our bodies. That incredible sense of satisfaction that each breath offers. Whether it's deep or shallow, hard to bring in, easy, it still brings with it this nourishment profound satisfaction. And also this sense of being in this play, this constant exchange with the world. Each breath a gift. And allow yourself to continue just resting in the breath. Being your practice very simple. And when we get pulled away as we do, simply coming back. Thank you. Thank you for waking up again to this moment and to this day.
You might continue to sit if you'd like or move into a walking period. Whatever you do to support your practice during this period, keep it really simple. Let yourself feel the blessing of each step or each breath. Let yourself feel and honor this time set aside to be easeful. Let yourself notice, notice the goodness that is in you and all around you. Don't let this bigger theme, this bigger truth, block your accessibility to the truth of what is right here. This is my encouragement. Notice what's right here and how good it is. Okay, continue in your practice and Mar will come back and lead you in this and then we'll just continue to practice together and i will be back with more specific instructions in the sit after lunch okay please continue thank you for listening to learn how you can support the teachers and dharma seed please visit dharmaseed.org donate